Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasts. The files are located on the second floor, at the end of a long hallway. The fluorescent lights above flicker on and off. Open the door on the right. In the bottom drawer of a file cabinet, there it is, a folder labeled with three words that are poured onto stories. Stories of history, stories of people, stories of death. I'm Luke Poling, and this is Famous Last Words. Unless you're deep into Civil War history, you probably don't know of General John Sedgwick. Sedgwick was, among other things, the highest-ranking Union soldier to be killed during the four years of the war. His death was said to bring Robert E. Lee to tears, which, if you can make your enemies sad, there's something to be said for that. Sedgwick came from a military family. His grandfather, after whom he was named, was a general during the Revolution, serving under George Washington. But while his ancestors made names for themselves, Sedgwick never really rose to such prominence. He was known as a dependable general, one who could get the job done, but aggressiveness was not his strong suit. When he graduated from West Point, Sedgwick was ranked 24th in his class of 50. But Sedgwick could follow orders, and that's what he was doing in the lead-up to the Battle of Spotsylvania Courthouse on May 9, 1864. To go back to the start, Sedgwick was just a colonel in the army, and as the war began, Sedgwick ended up missing the Battle of Bull Run because he was sidelined with cholera. In the battles that followed, including Yorktown and Seven Pines, Sedgwick established himself as an officer that was loyal and unafraid. After the Seven Days Battle, which took place near Richmond, Virginia, Sedgwick was promoted to Major General. At Antietam, Sedgwick's forces were sent to battle without Major General Sumner doing any reconnaissance. Sedgwick and his troops were quickly surrounded by General Thomas Stonewall Jackson. While under fire, Sedgwick was hit three times in the wrist, leg, and shoulder. After his recovery, Sedgwick was placed in charge of the 6th Corps of the Army of the Potomac, a position he held until his death. However, Sedgwick's inability to truly distinguish himself on the battlefield proved problematic. Again, his inability to stand out hurt him, as Stanton didn't think Sedgwick supported the radical Republican platform strongly enough. But he was kept on and soon found himself part of what came to be known as the Overland Campaign. The idea was to place Union troops in strategically advantageous positions to give themselves an edge when they next encountered General Lee's Confederate Army. It's hard to say how the plan went since both sides took credit for the win at the first battle in Spotsylvania County, Virginia. On May 8th, Sedgwick, along with Major General Governor K. Warren, were sent to dislodge the Confederates from Laurel Hill, a spot deemed an important part of the South's strategy. Sedgwick was sent to the left flank of the Confederate defense, looking for points along their line for potential battle. Confederate sharpshooters were all over, roughly a thousand yards from where Sedgwick and his men were, 
keeping the troops pinned down by their constant gunfire. Trying to prove his leadership, Sedgwick stood out in the open, yelling at his men. What? Men dodging this way for single bullets? What will you do when they open fire along the whole line? This attempt at assertiveness didn't take, and the Union troops remained scared, flinching at every gunshot. Why are you dodging like this? They couldn't hit an elephant at this distance. It was then that a sniper's bullet hit Sedgwick under his left eye. Chief of Staff Martin T. McMahon described the sound of the gunfire as, quote, a shrill whistle closing with a dull, heavy stroke. McMahon turned to Sedgwick. General, they are firing explosive bullets. It's unknown if Sedgwick ever heard McMahon's warning. His face turned slowly to me, McMahon wrote, and blood spurting from his left cheek under the eye in a steady stream brought me the first knowledge of our great disaster. Medics were called, but Sedgwick never regained consciousness. Sedgwick was the highest-ranking Union soldier to die during the war, and his death came with still one more year of fighting left. When told of the news of his death, General Ulysses S. Grant was in shock, asking, Is he really dead? Sedgwick was well-liked by his soldiers and all mourned. Confederate General Robert E. Lee was said to be saddened by Sedgwick's death. Even Major General George Meade, who only a few months before considered a firing Sedgwick, wept when he heard the news. However, the legend of General John Sedgwick lives on. Two communities and two towns are named after him. There are Sedgwick streets in New York, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. And a statue of Sedgwick at West Point is often visited by students who, rumor has it, if they spin the spurs of his boots at exactly midnight, will have good luck in their final exam. Luck that finally ran out for General John Sedgwick May 9th, 1864. Famous Last Word is a production of the Professional Production Company. It is written and narrated by Luke Poling. That, that's me. It is produced by Heidi Heckquist and myself. Our assistant producer is Sabrina Thompson. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook under Famous Last Words Pod. And on our website, you can find full transcripts, credits, and much more. FamousLastWordsPod.com. Famous Last Words Pod.